Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed. Good morning on a Friday morning. Chore time here at the shank of the day on Wax 104.5. Bob and Jill back with us. Jill had to take yesterday off so she could get started celebrating St. Patrick's Day early. Did you, did you get her done? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> really. Good deal. Yeah, you look like you got uh, loaded up, and now you got a good sleep, so your eyes aren't too bloodshot. Yeah, well, you know, I, I put on my shades this morning already, so. <laughs> good for you. Hope everybody had a great St. Patrick's Day. What's the calf count at home now? We have 15. We had four calves yesterday, but only three cows freshened. Uh-oh, so you got some twins on yeah, that Yeah, we huh? got it. We got a kit and a cat. Oh, boy. All right. So, uh, and haven't lost any. No, good 100%. For, good for you. All right. So, uh. We'll keep tally of the... How many cows you got? 50 or 60? 60. 60. So you got a ways to go yet. But uh, so far, so good. Well, lots of things going on around the area. We want to uh, alert you about this weekend. We've got some donkey basketball. Where's that happening now? We do. It's in Glenwood City. It'll be Saturday night starting at 7 o'clock at the high school gym. And that's always a lot of fun. And then if you're hungry on Sunday, you can get breakfast. Where is that at? That's in Gilman. And that'll be at the Gilman School Cafeteria. That's 8 o'clock till noon. Who's putting that on? That is the Jim Schley Memorial Pancake Breakfast. You bet. Jimmy Schley up there was so active up there. And unfortunately, lost him in an, in an accident of crazy lawnmower accident a few years ago and what a good guy and good citizen jimmy schley was and again he uh gonna have a memorial to him and rightly so so again donkey basketball glenwood city saturday night breakfast in gilman on sunday at the high school and uh, more to talk about professional dairy producers of wisconsin wrapped up their session yesterday well over 1200 people down at the kalahari resort and it could have been 100. That building is so big, 1,200 doesn't really crowd you at all. It is a huge building down there, and it's really getting to be where so many, many conventions are going down to the Kalahari. And, well, Chula Vista down there, they've got some convention centers that are really, really doing a good job. And also yesterday, we uh, the organization for Farm Technology Days in Chippewa County in 2024 kind of got rolling. We'll give you just a little update. It's very preliminary, obviously, and uh, show dates are to be considered, and uh, maybe some changes in the show dates for that, depending on what the uh, State Farm Technology Day boards decides, whether they will support the movement of the dates. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, some things are rolling, so busy times around the area. We'll also take a look at this, and contrary to popular belief, Jill is not the largest owner of farmland in this country. There are others that have a few more acres than you, so we'll find out, although not many more than you. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) 
So we'll, we'll get into that and a whole lot more on a Friday morning here at Wax. Let's tell you about our weather as we move forward and weather brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out on the lot or at marquardtmotors.com. Well, today it's going to be partly sunny, about uh, 44, 50 tomorrow, 58 on Sunday is, you know, Saturday and into Sunday we really get officially into spring. And then cooling off uh, early next week, just uh, mid to upper 40s, Monday and Tuesday with a chance of rain both days. Right now it's uh, kind of pleasant out there. It's 31 in Eau Claire. La Crosse is a warm spot, 43, and some rain south of La Crosse down that way, some light rain down towards Madison. So, uh, again, if you're traveling that direction, be aware of it. But a nice morning out there, as we said, 31 now, going to 44 today. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we'll talk more about farm technology days, but I will say, farmers in Chippewa County, uh, if you would like to be considered to host that show in 2024, will be a summer show. Get a hold of uh, the folks in Chippewa County, Chippewa Economic Development Corporation. Rob Mooney, it looks like, is going to be chair of the executive committee. So the wheels are rolling on Farm Tech Days, two years out for that show. And the first step is selecting a farm. So farmers, be thinking about it. Need your applications on a Friday morning on Wax. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Here's some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. In just hours, President Biden is expected to issue a direct warning to China. He'll tell his counterpart there that the country will be punished if it helps Russia's war on Ukraine. This will be their first phone call since a video summit in November. The White House already said it was concerned that China may offer military support. Russia is killing children in Ukraine, along with other innocent victims. Including this week alone, a hospital, three schools... A boarding school for visually impaired kids? That's according to Secretary of State Antony Blinken. He said he agrees with President Biden's labeling of Russian President Vladimir Putin as a war criminal. He argued Putin's war is not going according to plan and suggested he may be growing more desperate. Blinken said Russia appears to be setting the stage for a chemical weapons attack and would likely blame Ukraine. An American teacher is one of the latest victims of the war in Ukraine. Jim Hill was killed while waiting in line to get bread, reportedly gunned down by Russian troops. He was in a city about two hours from the capital, helping his partner receive treatment for multiple sclerosis. He wrote on Facebook they were trapped in the hospital and couldn't find a safe way out. The Minnesota man had been teaching throughout Europe for the last 25 years. American Airlines is getting ready to open the bar. Brian Shook explains. On Thursday, the airline revealed it will resume alcohol sales on certain flights starting April 18th. The company stopped those sales around two years ago due to the coronavirus pandemic. Bringing back the service was also delayed due to the rise of unruly passengers. Last month, Southwest Airlines brought back its alcohol sales for flights. I'm Brian Shook. And police in Missouri are calling a chain reaction crash the most horrendous they've ever seen. More than 135 vehicles collided on a freeway yesterday, killing six people. It happened in heavy fog, causing a half-mile backup on both sides. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we all have the problem with fog that uh, some people do. I guess I missed where that big 
pileup was, 135 cars and a fiery crash caused by fog. Did you catch the location of that? I did not. All right, so wherever that was, it apparently wasn't around here, and we shouldn't have that problem as we look at our weather today. Partly sunny. High should be, oh, in the mid-40s. 50 tomorrow, partly sunny. 58 on Sunday, and again, we're getting into spring tomorrow, so we're we're moving forward now. And then on Monday and Tuesday, back into the mid to upper 40s with a slight chance of rain both days. In fact, there's a, a down south of La Crosse, there's some rain falling now off and on as we speak this morning. Medford's 32, Rice Lake 31, 37 in Wausau, Marshfield 35, 43 in La Crosse, again with rain down that way. Madison reporting some rain down there in the Madison Sun Prairie area, about 41. Milwaukee's at 38, and right now it's 31 degrees as uh, we continue on a, a busy Friday. If you're watching basketball, which I was trying to do somewhat yesterday, and unfortunately our team from Cameron uh, did not make it yesterday, right? No, they did not make it. They lost to Milwaukee Academy of Sciences. Yes, Must be they a did. new school. I've never heard of that school before. I never have either. But they uh, they beat Cameron the last night, and then uh, Lacrosse Central and Bangor both play later on today. Yes, Bangor plays this morning. It'll be after the first game, and Lacrosse Central will play this afternoon after that first game of Division right. Two. All right, so it'll probably be about uh, three o'clock for Lacrosse uh, Lacrosse Central, and about eleven for. Bangor this morning. Good luck to those teams down there in the coolies. As uh, again, basketball fever continues, and of course the college game continues too. The NCAA tournament, the Badgers will play later on tonight. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us the market information this morning. And Jill, on a Friday, where are the cash livestock numbers? Choice fed beef steers are 127 to 142 with mixed at 90 to 126. Choice fed beef heifers are 127 to 139 with mixed at 96 to 126. Choice fed Holstein steers are 118 to 132 with selects at 50 to 117. Cows are 70 to 105. Bulls are 72 to 109. Butcher hogs are 67 to 90. Sows are coming in at 66 to 72 and a half with boars at 27 to 29 and a half. New crop market lambs are 145 to 190. Old crop market lambs are 110 to 165. And feeder lambs are 170 to 340. And more livestock numbers. The futures. Live cattle were higher yesterday. April live cattle closed 139.47, up 12. June 135.92, up 40 cents. August 136.65, up 15. And October at 143.80, up 2. Feeder cattle were lower yesterday across the board. April feeders one sixty one ten down a dollar fifty two. May one sixty five eighty seven down a dollar forty. August one seventy nine thirty down one oh seven and September at one eighty one eighty seven down a dollar twelve. Lean hog carcass contracts also lower yesterday. 
April closed at uh, 100.35. That's down two dollars and two cents. May at 108 even. That's down three dollars. June hogs 116.97 down 350, and July at 116.37 down 307. Board of Trade was higher Wednesday with uh, concerns about the Ukraine. Uh, you know, every time we hear a report about the Ukraine, it's not getting any better. And there is real concern now about whether or not Ukrainian farmers are going to be able to plant. Will they even be around the way the Russian bombardment is going over there? So there's real concern. And you know, Ukraine is one of the, well, fourth largest corn exporter in the world. They don't plant a crop. Well, that'll hurt. Wheat, same way. They're a major wheat exporter. So uh, will Ukraine plant a crop this year? Real concern. Markets were higher yesterday, and that didn't help uh, crude oil either. April crude oil went up $7.84 a barrel, back over $100 now at one hundred two eighty-eight. Overnight, the markets were mixed. July corn gave back three cents, sitting at seven fifteen. Oats up eight at six forty-four. The July wheat down nine at ten sixty-seven. Soybeans up a dime at sixteen fifty-seven, and meal up two forty a ton at four hundred sixty-six dollars ninety cents. Barrel cheese up a half a cent, one ninety-eight and a half. The blocks up two and three quarters at two oh seven and three quarters. Butter up down three and a half at two seventy. March class three up a penny at twenty two thirty nine. April twenty three twenty three that was up thirty five. May twenty three seventy five up forty two. June twenty three ninety five up twenty five. And July sits at twenty four dollars even. That was up thirty cents on the trade yesterday. And again, markets on wax on a Friday morning. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Eleven minutes after five thirty one degrees. We'll get about forty four today. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Lots of farm news. We'll look at some calendar items. And again, if you uh, missed a couple things on the calendar, donkey basketball tomorrow night over in Glenwood City and uh, memorial breakfast for Jim Sly on Sunday morning up at the uh, Gilman School. So again, a couple things going on this weekend. But there are other things happening as well. We'll get caught up on all that stuff. He and Faith Hill were in that uh, Western that was going to be the uh, premiere, like a preview of what Yellowstone developed into. Did you see any of that? I did not see. I saw a lot of advertisements yeah. for it. I guess he had a hard time asking her to be an actress with him. Really? On the show. wonder why that is. I don't know. But it uh, looked like it was uh, really a pretty authentic old Western type of show. So anyway, Tim McGraw this morning on Wax. Well, we've got uh, some farm news we're going to take a look at. But a quick uh, highlight, not a lot to report as hard news as far as Farm Technology Days 2024 in Chippewa County. The dates, probably not, I won't say never, but probably not going to be a July show because so many things going on in Chippewa County in July and it distresses the infrastructure like the police and the county sheriff's department and things like that. Because you've got the fair, you got uh, Country Fest, you got all kinds of things going on around the area. So again, uh, it will probably not be a July show if uh, the Farm Tech Days Committee approves the change of the dates. And their annual meeting, I think, is April 6th. I believe it'll be held down in Madison. But looking at a oh, later June or even mid-August show this year. But uh, again, that's not etched in stone yet. But uh, there will be a look at changing the dates away from July in 2024. 
Also, again, as I mentioned a few moments ago, if you were uh, up and at him and joined us at that time, it's time for farmers in Chippewa County who would like to be considered for hosting that show in 2024 to, uh, you know, meet with the rest of the family and make sure everybody's on board with it because it's a major commitment. But again, it's going to take, uh, you know, like 60 acres of pretty flat ground just for Tent City. And, of course, we want to have field demonstrations in spite of what some of the, uh, I'll say, former powers that be because the uh, the extension service and some of those people in Madison are pretty much backed out of this show, which is a very unfortunate uh, thing that is happening, but the Extension Service really pulling in their horns and stresses, of course, the county agents who are working in the counties, but again, it looks like uh, it will not be a July show in 2024, but farmers, start talking about it. The application forms will be available very, very soon. A committee will be put together to go out and visit all the farms that will apply for hosting the show, but like 60 acres of flat ground and then some area around there, contiguous area to have some field demonstrations. And, of course, as the fields are harvested, then there will be some parking in those fields. So, again, be thinking about it. It will be an alfalfa show, so it's a hay show. But, again, those are some of the things that uh, we're looking at as far as Farm Technology Days goes. And, uh, Joe, what else is going on? One of the scariest conversations farmers have been having with their farm input suppliers has been over fertilizer prices and availability. Now, as we get near spring planting, when farmers need that fertilizer, the problem has not been solved. Industry insiders say that only 50% of the fertilizer farmers will need this spring is in U.S. warehouses, and that number may not get better anytime soon. Currently, the U.S. gets 80% of our potash supply from Canada aboard Canadian Pacific rail cars. Now, that may be in jeopardy as there is a threat of a strike against the railroad by Canadians' workers. For nitrogen production, Russia supplies the big share of the natural gas for that industry. That could mean less nitrogen fertilizer from Europe, meaning U.S. farmers might have to find other sources of the product. Advisors are telling farmers to be flexible with their cropping programs this spring. All right, so the challenges do continue out there with that fertilizer situation. And coming up, we're going to talk about manure management on wax. That's next. We've got 31 degrees, looking for 44 today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As the weather warms and farmers get anxious to get out and plant the crops, there's other things you're going to see happening in the fields, emptying out some of those manure lagoons and the manure piles as we spread manure. And uh, hopefully no problems this spring with our manure spreading. And Aaron, you had a chance to talk to an expert in this area about how to do it right and what the provisions we have to deal with. That's right, Bob. You know, farmers, like you say, are making those plans for their spring cleaning, but spring cleaning being manure, cleaning out manure packs, cow yards, those kind of things that have been frozen all winter, and now they're thawing and making a mess. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and I had a chance to talk with Kevin Erb. He's the Conservation Professional Training Program Coordinator with UW Extension and talks a lot about manure management, talking about timing, talking about application, deciding how much to put where, and just paying attention to your fields to make sure that we prevent runoff and prevent problems with that manure after it's spread. We talked a little bit about some tips that he has that farmers should keep in mind while they're doing their spring cleaning. Well, there's always a fine balance between getting out there too early and 
getting out there too late. And so the key thing to remember is that we really want to make sure that that manure is applied in an environmentally safe manner, but also given where fertilizer prices are right now, taking the maximum advantage of it that we can. And so obviously if we wait a little bit too long, one of the challenges is that we delay corn and soybean planting, which we don't want to do. But if we get it out there too early, we've got a much greater risk of environmental losses from the late snowmelt or field runoff, those kinds of things. And so it's really a matter of taking a look at the entire farm and saying, you know, which fields are in my nutrient management plan that I want to hit this spring and when's the right window so I'm not creating soil compaction or creating a problem for the town roads. Well, and I'm glad you, you know you bring up some of the weather thing here in the spring because as we get closer to spring, I think you know it's that time of year where Wisconsin weather is continuing to be more unpredictable. Whether we're getting rain, snow, you know, whatever is happening, you mentioned the importance of watching those weather forecasts, paying attention to what's happening because that can really affect whether it's a good time or not for you to be spreading manure. Right, and you really need to be starting with your farm's nutrient management plan because. We know that depending on the soil type, the slope of the field, and even the amount of residue or the previous crop, that can really have an impact on whether the nutrients from manure stay on the field or have a higher risk of actually leaving the field. And so we start off with that nutrient management plan, and then we're going to be looking at the actual field conditions itself. And so take, for example, right now, we're frozen, we're snow-covered, But we've also had a few rain showers, depending on where you are in the state, or we've had that snow melt off. That water, as it's infiltrated into the soil, has filled the pores between the soil with water that then froze. And so we have a little bit of a concrete frost kind of situation right now. What that means is that the snow melt or the rain that we're going to get here over the next few weeks has a greater chance of running off of the field. So when we get those ice-filled situations where the soil is sort of a solid block of ice where we can't get water through, we really should not be applying manure if we can in those situations because the risk of running off is a lot greater. Now, let's say I'm daily haul. I need to get out there and put some on. That nutrient management plan is going to pinpoint a few fields that are actually going to be lower risk. So starting off there, looking at it that way, and then when it comes to a little bit later on when things have thawed out a little bit, then I'm going to be looking at the forecast. And obviously in Wisconsin, we've got the runoff risk advisory forecast, which is a website that gives us the risk of potential for problems if we do make an application. That's a place to start, but we also need to be looking at that weather forecast because obviously we don't want rain too soon after application unless we can get that actually worked into the ground. I really, spring is a frustrating time for manure application because we're so wet, we've got a greater risk of soil compaction, which can impact not only this year's crop yield, but future years as well. And so going at it, looking at that nutrient management plan map, looking at the runoff risk advisory forecast, looking at that weather forecast, All of those things are going to be critical, and doing them right means that more of those nutrients are going to be there for the crop that's going to be grown. You know, and now this time of year, you know, I'm looking at our bedding pack at our farm at home and thinking, boy, there's a lot of stuff there. And, you know, I guess once we get to doing that actual manure application, other than watching the weather, watching for the runoff, you know, 
how do we know that, I guess, we're doing it correctly or we're spreading in a good amount that we're not overdoing it or that, you know, we're doing it enough to make it make a difference? Right. So we're going to, the rate is really going to be determined by the nutrient management plan. And obviously, if I'm running a drag hose system with a full meter, it's fairly easy. I can watch that monitor and say, oh, make my tractor go a little faster, a little slower, and that'll adjust my rate out there. But when I'm dealing with that solid manure from the barnyard, you really need to know how much is on that spreader. And you know as well as I do, having cleaned up that barnyard, sometimes that manure is a lot wetter, heavier, or soupier. And so literally I've seen the exact same spreader, and it's been a dry manure, and it's been heaped up five, six feet above the top of that solid spreader, and it weighs four or five tons. That exact same spreader with that soupier stuff, maybe six inches below the top because I don't want to slosh it when I turn a corner. And that weighs four tons as well. And so you really need to weigh that spreader, know how much land area you're actually covering with that. But I think that barnyard situation brings up something really interesting in that we get to spring, we get a lot of snowmelt, precipitation, moving stuff off of those barnyards. And a lot of our farms have really invested a lot of time and money in a barnyard control system that catches that solids coming off and really helps prevent water pollution. It's really important to be looking at that every few days throughout the spring season, making sure that that manure is not plugging those picket dams, that the gravel spreader is functioning the way that it should, because it's easy for those systems to become overwhelmed if they're not properly maintained. So you get done with chores, walk back behind the barnyard, take a look at that at least once a week or so this time of year. And if there is a problem or challenge, take steps to clean it up before that next rainstorm hits. And again, that's uh, Kevin Herb, who works on this for a long time, manure management, uh, thanks to our Aaron Zimmerman for getting a hold of Kevin, reminding us of some of the things we need to take care of as we get ready for spring chores, including spreading that manure. 30, uh, speaking of spreading manure, we're going to get Morgan in here next. We'll get, we'll get some news from her coming up. But, hey, pack your bags. We're going. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. That was a pretty good segue, wasn't it? Smelling in here. It's getting a little smelly. You're gonna you're gonna have to get a bigger pitchfork, my friend. Yes, we are. Well, we got a bigger one as we can handle right now, and uh, that is you, of course. Morgan with us from the newsroom. What's going on? Well, we'll start with those headlines, and that begins in our courts. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Chandler Halderson will never leave prison alive. It was a Dane County judge yesterday that sentenced him to life in prison without the possibility of parole for murdering and dismembering his parents. Halderson spoke for the first time since his arrest but only asked lawyers to take a look at his appeal. Helderson had asked the judge to allow him to skip the hearing. Police say Helderson murdered his parents, cut up their bodies because of a web of lies about going to college and getting a job that was unraveling. We look to other headlines where it may be a little bit out, more, less out of the wallet as you fill your tank. AAA says that average price for a gallon in the state is now dipping a little bit, about three ninety four, which is down from earlier this week and down from four oh five a week ago. It's the Northwoods that continue to pay the most for gas, though, and a western part of the state sees those lowest prices posted on the boards.
Well, a familiar name steps down. Tommy Thompson's job at UW is over. Thompson stepped down yesterday as UW system president and took over as interim university president in 2020. He announced plans to retire earlier this year. Next up is Milwaukee lawyer Jay Rotham. He'll take over as UW president June 1st. Of course, that bigger question mark in a lot of people's minds, will he do it or won't he? Next run for governor. He did, of course, serve four terms as governor in the 80s and 90s, but says he'll make that decision next month. Well, the snow is gone across most of the state, so it means time to put those sleds away. State Consumer Protection Director Michael Domke says if you don't have a place to keep it safely, they can help at DATCAP. A DATCAP holds a bond or an insurance policy for those types of facilities. So if something goes wrong or we find that they fail to fulfill their obligations or we're operating a little bit outside the law, there is a protection for the consumer to potentially recoup some of their losses. And you can find that list online. We'll have that click at 715newsroom.com. You'll notice our flags flying lower today. It's half staff in honor to... In honor of former Wisconsin Lieutenant Governor Margaret Farrow, who died earlier in March, she was 87 and had a decades-long career in Wisconsin politics, including her term as Wisconsin's first female lieutenant governor under Tommy Thompson. Those funeral services will be held Friday. And we're going to go to Australia, down under, where a lost sheep is now lighter, 88 pounds. You thought you needed a haircut, Bob. A hiker discovered the sheep on an Australian mountain, and it had at least six years of wool on him. After being contacted by the hiker, an owner of a local animal sanctuary called an expert to shear the sheep. The shearer said the sheep's condition improved quickly once the wool had been removed. The sheep, who has since been named Alex in honor of the mountain that it was found on, will continue to live at the sanctuary. I'm Mark Mayfield. And is back to its fun-loving <laughs> self, from what I understand. I wonder how much that had to be. I don't know. Jill, you've been around sheep, but six years of wool, that had to be a couple hundred pounds, didn't it? It must have been. I, mean, I actually I saw pictures see. of it. I don't know how it could see. I think it was mostly overgrown. I mean, you're going to yeah, get more well, than one sweater out of that. that was, <laughs> that's for sure. Boy, well, thank goodness. And you wonder, because I heard about a sheep like that, what, a few years ago, mm-hmm. two or three years ago, that also... But that was in this country. You wonder how many of those there are. I mean, that's tough. Oh, well, and it's uncomfortable for them oh, as well. well yeah, yeah it's absolutely. dangerous to how they survive. I don't know. Man, that's about oh, man. how many layers I wear in the winter, though. Six <laughs> well, years worth. <laughs> I'm starting to disrobe now as we get uh, warmer. Well, you're, you're looking good. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Have a good weekend. You, you as well, my friend. All right. There goes Morgan in the newsroom. Well, we've got to get to, over to our weather room on Skywarn 13. Mike Dandry is up and... You ever shorn a sheep, Mike? I have not. Have you? Yes, I have, as a matter of fact. I mean, years ago, we used to have a farm show in Menominee, Mm -hmm. and we had a sheep shearing contest over there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went out to practice a little bit on a farm to shear sheep. And I'm telling you what, you know, shearing one is one thing, but some of these guys that are professional shearers that will go onto these uh, sheep ranches, sheep farms, and shear all day long. Oh my gosh. Man, oh man, it's a it's a it's a physical program, that's for sure. But uh, anyway, I don't doubt that. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, what to get a little rain down south of us, huh? Yeah. So there's a well, it's a huge system really that's stretching from Nebraska to obviously central uh, Wisconsin as well, and as far south. I mean, the the south edge of the system is really going towards the Gulf Coast as well. 
But we're just seeing the clouds out of it right now and uh, may have a couple chances of some sprinkles, but uh, we'll stay mostly dry for today as we warm up to about the mid-40s, which is on par with where we should be for this time of year. And tonight we'll have mostly cloudy conditions and the coolest night of this recent push of warmer air as we'll dip to about the upper 20s. Now, tomorrow we'll start off with mostly cloudy conditions, but through mid-morning and early afternoon, we'll clear out and see more in the way of sunshine, warming up into the low 50s for that last day of winter. Tomorrow night's going to be mostly clear and into the low 30s for our lows. Otherwise, Sunday is going to be probably the best day that we've had aside from uh, the other day. We'll have mostly sunny conditions, warming up back into the upper 50s once again, and going into Sunday night, mostly cloudy conditions as that as those clouds return and dipping into the low 40s. Right now in Eau Claire, though, 34 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. And some nice light rains coming maybe Monday and Tuesday this time of the year. It's nice to get them soft. Yes, it is, especially since we have that uh, ground is still a little frozen even yep. though we've been warm. So I guess you can say it's not too bad. <laughs> that was terrible, I know. Very but... <laughs> well done. Very well done, sir. We appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> oh, gosh. You have a good one, Bob. All right. Thank you, Mike. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13. Very good. <laughs> not too bad. As we look at our weather on a Friday morning here on Wax. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, 34 degrees right now. We'll go up about 10 or so. And again, some rain down south. And maybe uh, this way we'll see some rain Monday and Tuesday. Some nice, soft, gentle spring rains would be uh, well in order. We've got markets, but Jill, more farmers. What else is going on? Well, let's take a look at our exports. U.S. beef and pork exports had a record-breaking year in 2021. Our foreign beef sales topped $10 billion for the first time ever, and pork sales went over $8 billion for the first time. Our best beef customers were Japan and South Korea. Japan bought over 321,000 metric tons with a value of $2.37 billion. South Korea bought two. $2.38 billion worth of U.S. beef. Other major buyers of the U.S. beef last year were China, Taiwan, Mexico, and Central America. Mexico, Japan, and Central America were our best pork consumers, with Mexico buying a record amount. Let's take a look at our large farming operations. The largest farming operation in this country both consist of 190,000 acres. One of those operations is owned by Patrick Resnick in California. That farm produces mandarin oranges, pistachios, almonds, and pomegranates. Tied with Resnick is the 190,000 acre farm based in Fargo, North Dakota. That is a diversified cropping operation that also owns a construction, irrigation, and farm equipment businesses. The largest private landowner in the country is John Malone of Colorado, who owns 2.2 million acres. 
See, Bob, I don't even come in close with that. Well, I don't know about that. But again, 2.2 million acres. I mean, the guy doesn't even know where his land is, having that much land. Well, how would you ever manage it? You must have other uh, people managing it. And the infamous Ted Turner is second. He owns 2 million acres of land out there. So uh, mainly in Montana and uh, some of those states out there. But um, a lot of land for very few people. And World Dairy Expo wrapped up yesterday. And as we said... Over 1,200 people and uh, or professional dairy producers of Wisconsin, rather, wrapped up yesterday down in Wisconsin Dells. Over 1,200 people. And uh, our next big dairy event, I guess we could say, is World Dairy Expo, and they're in the news, too. Yeah, World Dairy Expo officials have announced their honorees for this year. The Dairy Producer of the Year is John Rudiger, who dairies near Van Dyne, Wisconsin. Industry person is Shelley Mayer, a dairy farmer and longtime executive director of the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin. They will receive their awards at a banquet October 5th at Dairy Expo in Madison. All right. So some more of the things going on in the world of agriculture as far as news, but a lot of activities, too. Joe, we alluded to a couple of them. What else is going on? And remind us what else we've already talked about a little bit. Well, there's a private pesticide applicator training that is going to happen today at Chippewa Valley Dairy in Stanley. It starts at 9.30 and lasts until about 3 o'clock with lunch on your own. But this weekend, you should head on over if you want to see some donkey basketball. Always a fun time. It's in Glenwood City on Saturday night starting at 7 o'clock. And then if you're in charge of breakfast for sun- Sunday morning, head on over to the Gilmanston the Gilman School Cafeteria from 8 o'clock till noon, sponsored by the Gilman FFA alumni for some pancakes. And that's the Jim Schley Memorial Pancake Breakfast. Jim, a, a great citizen of Gilman, a great citizen of Wisconsin, very active in that area. So, again, lots of things going on. And, again, I will uh, remind uh, farmers, Chippewa County Farm Technology Days planning is underway and, of course, one of the couple of the first things, selecting a date, that has not been done yet, but uh, some ideas being thrown around, but also selecting a host farm. And uh, that has to move forward. So farms in Chippewa County, if you want to be considered to host Farm Technology Days in 2025, it will be a summer show, but I can't tell you the dates. That we don't know. That's still under consideration. But, again, at least 60 acres of flat land or relatively flat land for Tent City and some parking. Also, we're going to need uh, some room for some field demonstrations. And, of course, you got to have some background area for unloading and hauling and storing trailers and equipment and all kinds of things. So pretty good chunk of land. If you uh, would like to host Farm Technology Plus acreage around that for field demonstrations, and uh, field demonstrations have always been a big part of Farm Technology Days, as they will be this summer in Clark County, but again, uh, think about it. If you've got that kind of a land base, contiguous land, we don't want to be moving too far around the countryside. Once you get people there, you want to keep them there. So again, Chippewa County farmers, think about it. If you'd like to be considered and you've got that kind of land, relatively you know, good road network to get in and out of your farming area, those are all going to be considerations that the uh, site committee will take into account. But again, if you'd like to do that, Make uh, sure that you let the people know that Wisconsin, the uh, Chippewa Economic Development Corporation is really ramrodding this, not extension anymore. 
because the Madison Extension Service, not the county, but the university down in Madison, uh, don't get me started, but they're not involved. All right, 14, <laughs> before I get in trouble, 14 minutes before 6 o'clock, we've got markets. We're not done yet. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 14 minutes until we get to 6 o'clock, but we're not there yet. we got more chores to do. Let's go over to the Equity Altoona Bar and find out what happened. They have a Thursday sale, of course, every week. And Jim Lindsay has all the numbers. Choice beef steers and heifers, dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty-six. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, dollar ten to a dollar thirty-six. Yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, dollar twenty to a dollar thirty-three. Choice Holstein steers, dollar ten to a dollar nineteen. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, dollar nine and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from seventy-seven to eighty-five. We topped at ninety-six on a high-yielding limousine cow. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty-one to seventy-six. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty and down. Organic market Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 85 to a dollar. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 84 and down. Cull bulls sold from 70 to a dollar. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $170 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $235 per head. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, March 18th, starting at noon. We are expecting 350 to 400 head for that sale. We'll have around 15 bred beef cows as well. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to an upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the El Tuna Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in El Tuna. Have a great day. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get over to our basketball expert over there at Equity Stratford, Jerry Fitzgerald. How much basketball did you watch yesterday? Well, Bob, and good morning to you. Not too much. I just caught a little bit of that one high school game, and uh, we were talking off air. There's some really good players out there, and then I was, uh, this morning when I got up, I was kind of looking through the NCAA, and uh, like, uh, I don't even do a bracket, but like you said, yours is already in the wastebasket. Oh, so mine is destroyed. So I'm thinking there's quite a few of them like that, but hey, it's March Madness and uh, all kinds of stuff going on all the time. So uh, nice weather, though. The snow is melting yep. slowly, so we yeah, haven't it's... heard of any uh, issues. So let's nope. hope that continues. That and way, hopefully so. we get a nice light rain next uh, Monday and Tuesday to help uh, pull some of that frost out. Gently. We don't need a gully washer right now, that's for sure. Well, wrap up the week. What's been happening over at Stratford this week, Jer? Bob, I'll do that, and I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. Beef markets continue to be very good, especially on the market cows yesterday, a very strong close yesterday. High-yielding Holstein cows on yesterday's auction were selling from 74 to 84 Extreme top in the cow market yesterday up to $89. For the cows this week, we're selling from 58 to 74. Cows, lighter carcass cows below 58. The cows sold every Tuesday. Uh, good quality certified high-yielding organic cows from 102 to 115. Yielding organic cows mostly from 90 to a dollar. On the fed cattle, these are conventional fed cattle, of course. Uh, charge grading Holstein steers selling mostly from a dollar to a dollar 20. Choice Holsteins and strictly prime Holsteins from 120 to 125. Uh, select grading cattle. Uh, $1. On the bull trade this week, better quality bulls are mostly from 85 up to 104, lighter bulls below 80. 
Uh, very good demand on the calves. Again, buyers quite selective, but your good quality 9,230 pound bull calves. Uh, selling mostly from 100 to 180 with a top at 190. Uh, pretty limited demand on the heifer calves, mostly 20 to 40. Beef calves closed very strong yesterday, 175 to 400. These black calves up to 450 on yesterday's auction. So the market continues this week, and we'll just take a peek ahead of next week here. Full marketing week on schedule here for next uh, next week here at Equity Stratford. And uh, hay sale will be next Tuesday, March uh, 22nd, and uh, we do already have hay on the consignment list for that. Again, we've got a lot of special sales coming up here in uh, April and into May. So folks to uh, take a look at that uh, on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the, click on the Stratford page, and, of course, uh, uh, this morning, uh, our annual district meeting here starts uh, at uh, registration starts around 11, 11.15, country or ballroom to follow, meeting to follow that. So weather should be good. Hoping to see some folks out there. So, Bob, with that, we'll see you. And uh, oh, by, uh, by Monday, we'll have a, you know, maybe you can start a new bracket or something. Oh, boy, I tell you, I'm going to need to start a new bracket. That's for, So how long will your speech be today, and what are you going to talk about? My, uh, uh, oh, this is news to me. No, I just... <laughs> well, they'll call you up for a few comments from the veteran of the industry, won't they? I don't know. We'll see. But uh, it's always good to get out and uh, always visit with the folks over there and see how, see how things are going because it's, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, the market's pretty good now. But, you know, you look at uh, all aspects of this and uh, the... Uh, Farmers with high input prices. There's always challenges in agriculture. Yeah, that's for sure. I know Jill talked to uh, Kurt Larson the other day at the uh, Altoona Baron meeting, and we'll share some of his thoughts. Kurt, of course, the uh, the top dog there at uh, at Equity Co-op Livestock. So uh, we'll hear that from Kurt coming up here pretty soon. So you have a good day and enjoy the meeting today. All right, Bob, and you enjoy the weekend, and we will be uh, t- uh, we'll be talking to uh, the ladies on Monday morning. Sounds like a plan. There it goes. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn this morning. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And make sure you do get a brochure of our uh, trip to uh, Europe this summer, because obviously I can't tell you everything that's in the brochure and on our trip. One of the things I didn't tell you about was the fact that we'll be going to uh, Garden, Hitler's Hideout, so to speak. That's what my mother always used to call it, Hitler's Hideout. But Garden is, uh, of course, where the uh, generals built him for a birthday present, a big place right on the tip of the mountain. And it's a beautiful place to see, as you can see all around the the valleys. That's uh, right down below it. That's where the Allied planes came to bomb Dresden, so a lot of history, and it's going to be fun. All right, let's take a look at the rest of our markets. Concerns Wednesday over Ukraine's ability to even farm this year took prices higher, and they did moderate a little bit overnight. As July corn this morning down 3 at 7.15, the oats up 8 at 6.44, July wheat down 9 at 10.67, July soybeans up a dime at 16.57, meal up 2.40 a ton at 4.66.90. Country elevator prices today. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country of Arcadia, corn is at 6.69 and soybeans are at 16.02. Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville locations, corn is at 6.63 and beans are at 1602. On the DTN screen, Golden Plump corn today is 650. At uh, Baldwin, Elmwood, and Fall Creek, corn is 661. Beans, 1587. 
659 for the corn of Duran, 1587 on the beans. Down at Mondovi, 663 for the corn, 1587 on the beans. And Osseo has corn today at 666 with the beans at 1587. Stevens Point, 1571 for soybeans today. Out at Elk Mound, corn is 650, beans 1599, Sparta 666 and 1594 on the beans. And over at the River Nails, we're at 656, the corn price today, 1574 on the beans. Boyceville Ethanol Plant, the corn quoted at 685. Barrel cheese up a half at 198 and a half. The blocks up two and three quarters at 207 and three quarters. Butter down three and a half at 270. March, class three up one. 2239 April up 35 back over $23 at 2323 May up 42 at 2375 June up 25 at 2395 and July got to $24 $24 even yesterday up 30 and uh, that's the way the markets look as we look at the uh, Friday morning numbers including weather brought to you by Mark Ward Motors looking to hire an automotive parts specialist. They offer a competitive salary with generous benefits package. Apply in person or online at markwardmotors.com. Partly sunny. Now, down in the southern part of the state, south of La Crosse, probably some rain going on right now and through today as that front moves through, but uh, probably not up this far. We'll have about 44. Partly sunny today. It's 34 right now. And don't forget donkey basketball in Glenwood City tomorrow night and the Jim Schley Memorial Breakfast over at Gilman Schools. That is on Sunday morning. Have a good one, and enjoy the first day of spring tomorrow. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.